Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It's such a great visual that I just made in my head using Solana sound effects, which is Pat Riley. I picture, let's say the NBA trade deadline, everything is at a bar. There's a there's an NBA bar for presidents and general managers. And that clock is ringing <laughs> because it is three o'clock right now. So NBA trade deadline is here. And then they put on closing time. Pat Riley puts on his hat gloves, overcoat, for whatever reason I pictured being in a cold weather city. The cheers <laughs> the cheers bar. The cheers oh, bar. Gloves. That's what I that's what I picture. The cheers yeah. bar. And he walks out, he leaves a, a a small little tip at the bar and there's no he's got nothing. Everybody's walking out with like bags of goods. <laughs> They've gone shopping. Everyone there's a guy wheeling out a suitcase full of draft picks. He's like, hey, Harry can you help me with my draft picks over here? <laughs> Pat Riley's just putting on his gloves. <laughs> he yeah. pulls his hat down low. Hustles <laughs> out the door. The end of trading places where Randolph and Mortimer are just staring at the stock market board. Right, <laughs> <laughs> their orange futures keep going lower. The Phoenix guys walking out carrying KD, the draft picks, and they're just. Oh, Randolph. <laughs> Spoke. Yeah, <time>. Pat. <laughs> what? Uh, We're broke. What do we have? Let's do headlines here to start out the three o'clock hour, and we'll obviously get some of the, the final trades. They'll come in via social media. Um, but let's get headlines with Solana because Mike Wallace is going to join us from Memphis, give us his take on everything that transpired at the NBA trade deadline. So, there is some movement that we just saw. People are packaging draft picks, second-round draft picks, like they are worthless. Um, so let's get uh, headlines here with Alejandro Solana and get caught up with the latest. They're driven by the new <laughs> Palmetto Ford Truck Supercenter. Why buy your truck at a car store, Palmetto Ford? We know trucks. Ira Winderman has tweeted out, Josh Richardson to the Pelicans at least gives him a new lease. But if you wanted some heat news, there's a, a former heater. Uh, so you got a little heat news at the uh, close of the deadline. He was a second rounder, right? Yeah, and we moved him for Jimmy Butler. 
Is he the best second rounder of all time, though? To your point, second <laughs> round pick, second round picks aren't that great. <laughs> um, so here's what we know in terms of the Miami Heat. As of right now, it's 3:03. The deadline has passed, and there appears to be no move that the Miami Heat made ahead of the deadline. But the expectation, because John Wall, who by the way, a couple weeks ago aired some grievances about his time in Houston. He was just traded back to Houston in a deal between the Clippers and Houston, and I believe there was one other team as well. Well, and, and Ira says John Wall then assuredly will enter the buyout market. Exactly. The, the buyout market, so for Heat fans who are disappointed that 3 o'clock has come and gone and all we have to show for it is an empty locker where Dwayne Dedman used to stand, um, there's going to be some names in the buyout market. You would assume Russell Westbrook might be one of them. John Wall might be another. Again, Sometimes you shop at Nordstrom, sometimes you, you shop at Marshalls. And we're going to be doing our shopping at Marshalls on this one. Russell Westbrook, John Wall are probably going to be bought out. And there was a report earlier that Russell Westbrook is interested in either joining the Clippers or joining the Heat. But don't forget, the Clippers just added backcourt help with Eric Gordon. So maybe a, a lesser role with L.A. could entice him to want to join the Miami Heat. Now the question is, do the Miami Heat want Russell Westbrook? I mean, I, I, my guess is they'd like to just do something at this point that shows, hey, we're in this. Yeah, and and if if you figure it out, like getting Russ, because I was I was a no guy at first, but now you get Russ for the rest of the season. Let's say he goes out and balls. Now you have a Hall of Fame type guy, the triple double man. If he can go back to triple double man. Solana, I'm not Stop. talking about thir- thirty. He's not. He's not going to go out there and ball. He's not. He's not. It, it's, he's the, not. it's the but, same. It, it's the same conversation we were having two days ago. Well, what if the Heat just start shooting well, and it's like we're a full calendar year from the last time they were a good shooting team. It's not just going to happen one of the next. That Russell Westbrook ha- was on a decline for the past two and a half seasons. The only person in the world that thought he could contribute to that Lakers team was LeBron James and you two, who both were high on that move, by the way. I'd like everybody to remember that. I did think that was a super team. And, and, And it was a total disaster because he's just not as good anymore. He's ball dominant, he likes to shoot shots, and he can't make them at the rate he used to. I was just going to say, so we're waiting on Yurtsefin to get healthy. We're waiting on Duncan Robinson to, to be able to see the rim again, but we don't want to wait to see if Russell Westbrook can help no, the I team. I would take him. I would take him. I'm totally in. Like, I just don't oh, think I'm, he's going to do much. Yeah, Hawk, I'm not in for the $30 million, but I'm in for a couple million dollars to have Russ in the Heat jersey for the rest of the season. I'm in. <laughs> it's a 305. Dale. 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 Thank you, Jimmy. 305, sponsored by Anna Jar and Levine. Accident attorneys call 1 800 747 free. That's 1 800 747 3733. And you can offer Westbrook two lockers because you could have Dwayne Dedmans and then they have that open roster spot too. So you get a double wide. I'm throwing it out there. <laughs> entice him. You said you got to entice him. He's got several yeah. teams. The Bulls are interested in him, apparently. The Clippers are interested in him, apparently. So, you know, give him a double wide locker, see what happens. Extra storage space. That usually gets a lot of free agents. Listen, if I'm deciding between two equal offers and somebody says, I give you a double wide, <laughs> that's all I need to hear. <laughs> give him LeBron's old locker. 
Give him LeBron's old locker and give him the number 23 or the number six. The number six. He, I don't think he likes LeBron. He might he go doesn't. for LeBron. That's why he would. Disrespect. Hey, we're going to give you number six and, uh, and we're going to replace all the uh, old pictures and signage of LeBron with you. That might get him over the money or the promise to play. <laughs> um, so a couple other deals. Obviously, Kevin Durant, he's a Phoenix Sun. Phoenix Sun, the Suns did not give up Chris Paul or DeAndre Ayton or Devin Booker to add Kevin. That That's crazy. Amazing. It's crazy. really amazing. James Jones beat Pat Riley. James Jones. And the grasshopper Ooh. beats the – Who's the the head grasshopper? Obi Wan Kenobi. When Grasshopper defeats Obi Wan Kenobi, you know mm. that the Avengers have shifted. We all watch Phantom Menace. <laughs> the Lakers, Utah, Minnesota yesterday pulled off a three team deal. That's how Russell Westbrook is a Utah Jazz for the time being. The Lakers sent Russell Westbrook to Utah. And uh, they have acquired D'Angelo Russell. Remember, he was drafted by the Lakers from the Timberwolves in a three-team, eight-player trade. Lakers also got Malik Beasley and Jared Vanderbilt. Remember, he was one of the guys Clay Ferrero and Will Manso both brought up as possible four targets for the Miami Heat, a guy who could play power forward, stretch the floor just a little bit. And the Timberwolves received Mike Conley and Nikhil Alexander-Walker and some picks. But in addition to the Westbrook uh, move, the Jazz received Juan Toscano-Anderson, Damian Jones, and a 2027 Lakers first-round pick that is top four protected. If the Lakers pick to the Jazz is not conveyed in 2027, which means it's one, two, three, or four that season in the lottery, it will convert to a 2027 second-round pick, which means all the Lakers did was get rid of Russell Westbrook and a protected pick that could end up being a second-round pick, and in return got a starting quality point guard who's a major upgrade at what they have now and two really solid role players. Crazy. So Palinka and, jo- and James Jones is whooping us right now. Palinka and James Jones whooping us. Just looking at some of the trades here through uh, Shams. Spurs are trading Josh Richardson to the Pelicans. Pelicans are trading Devontae Graham and four second-round picks to San Antonio. What What is going on here with the second-round picks? Looks good. I bought some shoes yesterday, and they threw in some shoe wipes. Second-round picks. Shoes were 160 bucks. The, the hand with the little shoe wipes were $0.99 cent a piece. I got $3 second to spend 200 picks. That's what a second-round pick is, is a shoe uh, wipe. I don't think so. Not when you only have two rounds, man. It's a shoe wipe. Lakers Who's that second-round pick you love, Hawk? Who's that big second-round pick that I, just I bet I can go. I bet I can go back and look at someone. Josh Richardson. Notable NBA second-round picks. Oh, I don't know. Doc Rivers, perhaps? What? As a player? What? Yeah. Oh, how about Paul Millsap, heat killer? Mark Price, heard of him? Oh, Maurice Cheeks? Oh, all these organization changers? 
Maurice, Tony Kukoc? That might be the best name you've said. Uh, then you don't know. Uh, Draymond Green? Keep scrolling because there's a couple Hall of Famers. Nikola Jokic? Jeff Hornacek? Marcus All. There's your guy. <laughs> Marcus All. Oh, and Manu Ginobili, my guy. I mean, you don't throw five, four, three second round picks around. I, I don't understand what's going on with the throwing around the second round picks. It's becoming the seventh rounders in the NFL trades. You just throw them in for fun. Did we mention that Patrick Beverly is traded to Orlando for Mo Bamba? I don't think we did. But Patrick Beverly on the move. Patrick Beverly goes from the Lakers. So LeBron gets rid of everyone that he doesn't <laughs> like except for Anthony Davis, who's too good to get rid of. Um, but he gets rid of uh, Westbrook, and now uh, Patrick Beverly is gone. And Patrick Beverly now goes and gets to annoy Orlando because Mo Bamba is headed to the Lakers. <laughs> He has so much pride in every team he's on, and he just changed jerseys and still same pride. He is, I mean, just unflappable. He don't care. Yep. Like, yeah. yeah. It is funny that every offseason acquisition a LeBron team has ends up being traded at the deadline. Everybody they signed yesterday. in the offseason. D. Wade, five years ago yesterday from Cleveland. You know, Patrick Beverly strikes me as the guy that when he talks about this trade, it, boy, Orlando couldn't live without me. He didn't even speak <laughs> on the front side. 100%. 100%. Orlando been calling L.A. for like three months. What? What'd you say? He played the magic, by the way, Saturday night in Orlando. <laughs> All right. See a little Pat Bev. Hold on to your camera if you're a photographer. <laughs> <laughs> He'll use it as evidence if, if need be. Like, what do you need to pack for uh, for Orlando? Uh, give me uh, three of my Bermuda shorts and my camera. I'm good to go. <laughs> Jay Crowder, five uh, second round picks. Because I, I said I said to Solana before we went on the air, Crowder, if Jay Crowder is worth five second round picks now in 2023, in his prime, five years ago, six years ago, was he worth ten draft picks? I mean, it's cr- the market is crazy. It, got, it would have to be ones. Because like you're saying, Hawk, you can't but go But was Jay two. Crowder ever worth multiple ones? Ever? It, and I would say that the trade de- the trade market is inflated right now compared to five years ago. Oh, 100%. I'm just telling and you, so, is, there, is there any time in Jay Crowder's career that he was worth multiple ones? In this market, yes. Five years ago, five years ago, you're getting a one for Jay Crowder. Oh, not not multiple ones though. A one, a one. Yeah, you'll get a one for Jay Crowder. But if he's getting five twos now, then it's multiple ones when he was in his prime. And I, I just, I'm having a tough time making this work in my head. Yeah, but teams like the Nets are realizing, hey, we just got five second rounders for Jay Crowder. Let's stockpile second rounders because guess what? We're trying to build a young core. Or who knows who we can add in three years or with these five We're going to package rounders. up five second rounders for one first rounder. Like if there's somebody we covet in the we have a first round pick. Now we got five second round picks. Maybe we could turn that into two first round picks. You guys are going to laugh and call me an idiot, but this is literally my strategy in NBA 2K, general manager mode. Right, I, you're an idiot. I mean, literally, this is what you would try to do to com- to. to 
to trick the computer. That's what happens is the young kids are becoming the people in charge. They grew up playing NBA uh, general manager mode, and now they're just doing it with NBA teams. Hawk, he's tricking a computer. He's conniving a computer game. I mean, that's, how it's, smart it's, that's what that's what happened though. Someone gave up five picks for Jay Crowder. Check my calendar. 2023. <laughs> Think it's easy to win back-to-back titles in NBA 2K, bro? Uh, you don't you don't know the dedication it took, all right? All right, anything well, else cuz Mike Wallace is going to join us. We we'll have an actual expert that can talk about uh, hoops. Built a squad out there, man. It sounds um, like you did. Kane's Five women's created ba- players. Kane's and sliders all the way up. Kane's <laughs> women's basketball host number 19 FSU tonight, 6 p.m. at the Watsko Center. Hey, one other thing. You know, we'll find out tonight if Zach Thomas is a Hall of Famer. He's he's making it. We will find out uh, tonight. Is that a scoop? No, it's not a scoop. It's just my raid from years and he, years He and wouldn't years know. These say. guys don't get a heads up because, remember, it's a, it's a knock on the door from the big guy. Who's the big guy? That big giant guy. But I don't think he does it anymore. I think he retired. No, they replaced the ogre. Yeah, I think he, I think he retired, didn't he? Yeah. Don't you know, so a lot of that big giant guy from the Hall of Fame was the greatest. Like, that was the greatest character ever built in a video game. Retired from knocking on doors? Yeah, he retired from knocking on doors. Hmm. A lot of hand injuries. <laughs> Talk about lazy. <laughs> yeah, you tell him that. I dare you. <laughs> Have you it's seen like, that guy? Honestly, have you seen that guy? Uh, I, I don't remember. Yes, I don't I remember met him in fat guy. Yeah. You can find him on, on top of the Empire State Building swatting down airplanes. Yeah. <laughs> he had a white lady in his hand. Yeah, he's a gorilla. <laughs> uh, the, Pan- <laughs> the Panthers, <laughs> they host uh, the San Jose Sharks tonight at 7 p.m., uh, from uh, FLA Live Arena. All right, very good. You can hear that game here on 560 QAM. The, your weather, it's sponsored by Demesman and Dover Law Firm. Your action and attorneys.com. Call them, 866-954-MORE. Right now, it's uh, partly cloudy. Tonight, the lows will drop into the the upper 60s, low 70s. That's your weather. Strong uh, effort there. <laughs> uh, Michael Wallace is going to join us from grizzlies.com. He's uh, he's more knowledgeable about the West than we are because he watches Memphis, and the West is one hell of a powerhouse conference. Holy mackerel. So Michael Wallace will join us in the next segment, talk some hoops. This is the Hawk and Crowder Show. I think Trick Daddy said it best when he said, let's go. <laughs> I didn't know which, which quote you're going to go with. Hawk and Crowder. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. 
Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Mike Wallace spent many years covering the Heat for the Herald and the Sun Sentinel and ESPN, and he has been the uh, he has been with Grind City Media and the Grizzlies for a long time now. It, it feels like a couple of years, but it's probably bordering on eight, nine, ten years at this point. Uh, Mike Wallace, senior editor, contributor, analyst for Grind City Media at Grizzlies.com, and this dude knows more about the Western Conference than uh, all of us combined because he gets to watch John ja Memphis. <laughs> just about every night so he's joining us now hello mike hey what's going on fellas good to talk to you guys man it's our first time since uh the new year came in so it's a belated happy new year but man always glad to be on with you guys always like hearing your voice and man the western conference so the uh the trade deadline came and went 27 minutes ago western conference has gotten incredibly interesting over the last week (laughs) so let's start to sort it all out with you um, does KD and Phoenix, does that make them the team to beat in the West? I, you know what? I don't think it makes them the team to beat because we've done this before, man. We learned this lesson when, when the Brooklyn Nets got Harden, KD, and Kyrie, and, and it was wait and see and, and what happened. We learned this uh, you know, years before that when the Lakers got Steve Nash and, and Dwight Howard, and we said this was going to change the West. And what happened? Nothing happened in that situation. We said it even before that. Uh, with the Lakers when they got Gary Payton and and Carl Malone to go along with Kobe and Shaq. They got to the finals, but they fizzled out against the Detroit Pistons, you know, almost 20 years ago now. So this this is a lot of fireworks. It's a lot of uh, hype. It's a lot of reaction. It's a lot of excitement. Um, But until this plays out on the actual court, uh, we got a lot to be seen. Kevin Durant isn't even healthy enough to play right now. Um, Devin Booker just got back uh, to that lineup. Chris Paul has been in and out. And he's 38 years old. So there's still a lot of questions there. You don't know, if, you know, how combustible Monty Williams' relationship, you know, with DeAndre Ayton is. So there's a lot of things going on with that team that they still have to figure out. But on paper, it looks pretty damn good. I do think uh, Denver, uh, Memphis, and, and Sacramento got a wake-up call today because the West is coming. Yeah, and, and does Ja care about anybody in the West now, or he's still just worried about the Celtics? <laughs> you know, I, I, you know, it's funny. It's funny because ever since he said that, you know, I think the Grizz. I don't know. I, I don't think the Grizzlies have beaten the Western Conference team <laughs> since he said that. You know what I mean? I know. Uh, you know, the Grizzlies got swept on the road trip uh, out west. Um, you know, it, you know, a couple of weeks ago, and then before that, they had a one and four trip out west uh, going into Christmas. So. The Grizzlies hadn't really fared well against the West, at least on the road, um, you know, since he said that. But, you know, now these teams are looking up at the top. I mean, you look at Denver. Denver's really never threatened to win a championship. They've always been first-round good, maybe second-round competitive. But they've never gotten past that. You know, um, obviously Memphis is still young. They've only gotten to the second round uh, last year. And then Sacramento is a team that hadn't made the playoffs in 18 years. So that's your one, two, and three in the West now. And you, you look at Phoenix, you look at Dallas, you look at the Lakers, you look at the Clippers, all of those teams said, man, we got major, major superstar players. We got a chance to load up right now and catch one of those top seeds. And we're not afraid of them in the first round, even if we don't have home, home field, home court advantage. So I think that's why you saw a lot of activity today uh, in the West in terms of teams coming up and loading up big time. It really is interesting, though, because I watched them talk about it on First Take today where they're like, yeah, Denver and Memphis are an afterthought all of a sudden. And I'm, I'm like, you know, well, maybe not so fast. Like, let's let's wait and see how all this shakes out. But the West really did become 
an unbelievable powerhouse. What does it mean for the East, though? Is it now Milwaukee or Boston and then everybody else? You know, I do think, you know, Boston was already strong. I, I felt like even though when they hit a little bit of a slide, they were able to get themselves, you know, right it a, a little bit. Now we got to see, you know, what this injury means for Jalen Brown. But if he, you know, obviously it doesn't seem like there's anything too serious for him. So I think Boston is fine. They, they pretty much stood pat. You know, Milwaukee made some minor moves. They picked up Jay Crowder. I know he was coveted um, by a couple of other teams um, if he wasn't going to get traded today in the buyout market, including Miami. Um, was a place that Jay has talked about wanting to go back to as well. So I think those two teams are solid. Um, the next the next threat to me is if the Sixers can beat – they traded Matisse Dybul and, uh, and got back a couple pieces here and there. I don't know if that's going to re- really do anything for them in the standings, but I do know that once they get to the playoffs, we'll see if they can be healthy and mentally tested to get through it. Um, Cleveland is the wild card to me. Like that, that's a team that really didn't do much. I love what they have on both ends of the court. They're the number one defense in the league, and they can also put up 120 points. So them standing pat, I do think it's a four-team race uh, in the East. If you told me any one of those four teams is going to come out of the East, it would not surprise me in the least. And then there's a second tier after that where Miami, New York, you know, those kind of teams are, are coming, into, uh, coming into play in that next tier. And, Mike, what happened in Brooklyn? Like, take me through it. Kyrie just gets mad overnight. Was this lingering? Did did KD leave or want to leave because Kyrie left? Or did Kyrie leave and the Brooklyn organization, you know, next organization was like, hey, we might want to move KD now because we can't compete? Like, how did this come How did this come up of both these guys going somewhere within a 48-hour period pretty much? I think I think this was long-standing, Channing. I think it was a situation where Kyrie had far more influence on how the players felt, um, you know, particularly the guys like you know uh, Kevin Durant and, and James Harden and those kind of things. And you know, KD just wanted to go there and play ball. He didn't want to get involved in the politics. He didn't want to get involved in the social justice stuff. He didn't want to get involved in going tit for tat against Steve Nash and 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 uh, in the front office and Sean Marks and Joe Sy as the ownership. But Kyrie, you know, ruffled a lot of those feathers, and and Kevin Durant got caught, you know, catching a lot of strays as a result of that, and that fractured his relationship in Brooklyn. So once they finally got rid of Kyrie, it was like, okay, I asked to get out of here first, and I did everything y'all wanted me to do. I never was a headache. You know, I rescinded my trade request from over the summer. I didn't become a headache during the season. I played. I got hurt. I'm rehabbing to get back. So you all at least owe me the option to to, to get out of here if you're going to rebuild. And I think they did right by him. So that was the situation. Kyrie didn't end up at his first or second choice. He wanted L.A. or he wanted Phoenix. He ended up going to Dallas, which is a nice landing spot, whereas KD got to exactly where he wanted to go uh, in Phoenix. So I think they did him a solid in that situation. It didn't have to cost him any money. He's going to go compete for a, uh, for a championship, an NBA title. And it was just a situation where it became untenable once they had to fire Steve Nash and then all the off-court backlash for Kyrie. This wasn't going to end well in, in Brooklyn uh, without them winning a championship, and you just never knew what Kevin Durant's condition was going to be when he came back, and that's where you are. Mike Wallace is with us from Grind City Media. So let me read. Obviously, you can imagine that Heat fans on social media are not happy. Um, yeah. Barry Jackson in the Herald tweeted out, Heat did not make a trade before the deadline. They have the flexibility with two open roster spots and exception money to be active in the buyout market, which is their intention. And then Clay Ferrero, here's two two tweets from Clay, who's a, a sports reporter here at Local 10. Uh, he says, all the East contenders got better in the offseason, got better today. 
And then Clay tweets this, and I'm curious what you think. He says, the Heat's big problems, Duncan Robinson and Kyle Lowry deals are worse than anyone could have possibly imagined. They couldn't be moved. Hero hasn't improved enough to justify the contract. The failure wasn't today. It was issuing those contracts long ago that have led them here. You know what? I mean, that's hot. You know, it's a fair statement. It certainly is something that needs to be answered or at least addressed. You know what I mean? I don't know if I would go that far. You know, you always have to make decisions in the moment that you're in. And we can all play, you know, uh, uh, hindsight. You know what I'm saying? We can all play hindsight experts in that. But there were people who thought at the time Duncan Robinson got that deal that it was not going to be a deal that held up pretty well. I can't tell you that I wouldn't. If if you told me back then that – you know, you had to do what you had to do with Bam. You had to do what you had to do with Tyler Hero at that point because they were coming out of the bubble and they made that remarkable run. I don't mind either one of those deals. The Kyle Lowry one, that was typical Pat Riley. Let me go get a disgruntled point guard who's either had some injury issues, some conditioning issues, and let me see if I can apply the Tim Hardaway medicine to it and make him a lethal point guard in the league again. We've seen Riley make those kind of deals, but then when you compound, compound that, with the chase for Victor Oladipo and then re-signing him, and you still haven't really gotten completely fully healthy, sustainable Victor Oladipo. It's too many gambles uh, uh, with some guys. It's like Pat doesn't normally make that many gambles, um, and he made a lot, and some of them haven't come up. Now, if you can move off of or away from some of these guys, um, and and for right now you just put a Band-Aid on it, it's got to be the buyout market, which means you're going to be signing guys for the rest of the season, and it has to work. But that's not an easy place to come into and play, um, especially, you know, with, with Jimmy Butler being, you know, the kind of mentality that he has. He's a hard-driving guy. Um, you know, it's hard to come in there and, and really find your role, too. So, you know, it's one of those things that's going to be challenging, but I do think I will not count out the heat as long as they are relatively healthy and have a chance to go into the playoffs with a pretty decent – if they could get to five, four, five, six, seven, somewhere in there, four, five, or six – um, I like their chances. They just have to be able to avoid Boston and possibly Milwaukee. If they can avoid those two, then I think they have a good chance that they're anywhere from you know matching up with three on down. Yeah, Mike, that was my question because you mentioned a few uh, a few uh, minutes ago that you see it as Milwaukee, Boston, one and two interchangeable, Philly and Cleveland. One of those four teams wouldn't shock you coming out of the East. I think right now Miami, obviously not thrilled with the fact that they couldn't move some of these big contracts, but thrilled that now Brooklyn doesn't seem to be a team that is going to contend and maybe Miami if they continue to win hopefully add a piece here with the buyout market can be the five or maybe the four seed who knows and and hopefully catch a Cleveland or Sixers team in the first round you think they can compete with one of those teams in the first round yes I I do I do think so because again as much as I like Cleveland's talent on paper this is a team going through the playoffs together for the first time right so they're they're still you know they can still catch a deer in the headlights moment especially if they lose a game early at home and then Miami we know Miami if nothing else will be mentally tough and prepared uh, psychologically to go into a war in the playoffs Um, so that that that's why Cleveland wouldn't scare me if I catch them if, if Miami catches them Philly, they're combustible. It's almost like, okay, I'll believe it when I see it from Philly and Joel Embiid and those guys in the playoffs. You never know where James Harden is going to be mentally at that point. Um, so they don't scare you either in that situation. So, you know, again, the Knicks hasn't, haven't done much of anything in the playoffs. This will be the first time for them too. So if you're Miami, anywhere from, like I said, anywhere from three, four, five, six, seven, you catch any of that, 
you should be able to at least get through the first round and then give yourself a chance to get hot and catch some momentum. So it also depends on who's going to be available. Can you bring another combustible name uh, back into the mix right there? When I saw Russell Westbrook go to Utah, the first thing I thought was, dang, (laughs) Pat Riley's going to be on the phone with Russell Westbrook. That's exactly the kind of guy um, that, that he would go after to try to see if he can shake it up and stir. But Russell just doesn't spread the floor, and it would be too difficult for Eric Spostra to try to manage that in the locker room when you're already dealing with some issues that have uh, tempers have flared up uh, in that situation. You need a stabilizer more so than something that you can't really rely on. So we'll really see what they do with these two roster spots and in the bio market in the next couple of weeks. And, and Mike, we've seen the, the real estate market, the real estate bubble bust. We've seen the um, crypto bubble bust, the trade <laughs> market bubble right now, bro. Go bears were two, four ones. Damn, um, Jay Crowder just got two, five, what, five twos? Five like, twos. What's going on with the market right now? Five twos for Jay Crowder. And, and then you go the other way. The, the Warriors traded the number two overall pick, James Wiseman, for five second-round picks and then turned around and traded those five second-round picks to Portland to get back Gary Payton II, who they had last year, and let him get away in free agency. So it's almost like what is going on? The market is such in flux when it comes to that. You know, there's no, you know, there's no, there's no stability anywhere in the NBA when it comes to a player's value. You're only as valuable as the one team you need to make that deal with, and if that's the case, then you'll see, you know, see it play out that way. I do like what Minnesota has done though, because I like where they were going anyway. While Carl Anthony Towns has been hurt, so for them to pick up a Mike Conley, for them to get, you know, a couple of more pieces that's going to stabilize their their roster and mature them a little bit more. Anthony Edwards is going to be a star in this league. He's going to be a superstar in this league as well, too. So I like what Minnesota's done. I respect what the Lakers have done because they turned absolutely nothing into something in terms of the supporting cast around around LeBron. And obviously Phoenix, man, they're the team that if those guys can get healthy, they're the most lethal team that we have in the West. But don't discount, uh, you know, especially in the West, don't discount Denver because what they've been doing is real and I think the Memphis Grizzlies just have to get a little more mature, and we'll see if they can make this stretch run to keep it interesting. But the West is going to be a shootout. The East is going to be a crapshoot. And, and then, uh, you know, we'll see where it goes from there. What What do you think the, the, the top four seeds end up being in the West when the season's all said and done? Man, um, I think Denver holds on, you know, because when you look at – where they've done and the work that they've done at home so far, I think it's going to, it's only 25, you know, 27 games left in the regular season. So it's going to be hard for there to be much movement in the standings um, in terms of trying to catch the one or two. Right. So I think the, the, uh, the, the, the nuggets and the Grizzlies are positioned to hold on. I think Sacramento can be a little bit shaky. They might move down, but I really see Phoenix moving up because they're already there. And I see Dallas moving up. So I would think it's going to be, you know, Denver, Memphis, Phoenix, Dallas as your top four in whatever order, and then a little bit of separation from five, six, seven after that, and then we'll see who gets the play in, you know, the play in at the seven and the eight spots. Mike Wallace, senior editor, contributor, analyst for Grind City Media at Grizzlies.com. Who do you who do you have in the Super Bowl Sunday? I got I got Philly, man. I gotta go Philly. You know what I'm saying? I love and it's more so because I got a rooting interest in, in, in Jalen Hurts. I, I love the way and it goes back to me, the way he handled himself when he got benched in that game uh, way back in college, man. And all the TV cameras was trying to get him to, to pout. They were, you know, trained on him to look, thinking he was going to pout or sulk when he got pulled out of the game. He did nothing in that game but support uh, Tua, uh, who replaced him. He did nothing but cheer for his teammates. 
in that situation. And that, that's, that showed me a level of character in Jalen Hurts that he's carried throughout all of his, you know, the rest of the way. And for him to be at this level right now as an MVP candidate, man, I want to see, uh, see him go ahead and get one. Mahomes is going to get another title. Um, he's going to have probably two or three more in his career. But uh, Jalen Hurts, I think he deserves that opportunity. Phillies, their defense, their front seven is phenomenal. Uh, they have the playmakers on the edges that can get some things done. And I think if the ball is in his hands on that last drive, uh, it's going to be a chance for Philly to take that game. I pout in that situation, just so you know. Even like when when Crowder <laughs> when Crowder good, when Crowder gets a live spot and and I don't have one, I pout. I pout several times during the show every day. I'm I'm great teammate. I'm a big powder in that situation. Well, you see, hey, hey, I know we got to run, guys, but you see it play out in, 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 at the highest levels too. I mean, I, I saw a, a video clip. You know, when LeBron was celebrating his, his you know, the, the, the honor of passing Kareem and the Lakers were doing their huddle thing, what, what, where was Westbrook? He was the only one not wearing yellow. He was wearing a white shooting shirt, and he was outside of the team, uh, you know, when they did the little huddle thing. And he knew that all of these cameras were going to be trained on the Lakers, and then for him to have that and the blow-up the, in the locker room at halftime of that particular game, you know, so not everybody can be a, a teammate and, and, and as, as – as we hear, you know, you got to root for your teammates, man. You got to, you know, lose yourself in the team at some point. And I, like I said, Hurt showed me something in that game, and I've been a fan of his ever since then. Not me. All about me. Always, always, <laughs> always all about me. You sound like LeBron. You're I, LeBron. I went out and bought a Russell Westbrook and Anthony Davis jersey right after that game. I said, you know what? These guys are all about themselves, and uh, and I'm a huge fan now. <laughs> hey, well, you got you got. Then that means you got to replace your Dwayne Dedman jersey. If I do right. Don't bring that up, Mike. I'm still saying Mike Wallace. Yeah, you get to watch him in the West now as well. Mike Wallace, hey, that's funny, man. we appreciate you making time for us. We always enjoy talking to you. Hey, hey, anytime. Let me say this one last thing before I get out of here, too, man, to you guys. Obviously, you know, I long respect everything that you guys do. I'm a fan of the show. Miss Miami so much. But I want to point out the Crowder. Crowder, man, you guys have something amazing going with that Pivot podcast, brother. I listen to every episode. I'm a huge fan of it. I've used it. I've written about it. I've quoted you guys off of it when Chris, uh, you know, when um, – um, uh, Hart, Kevin Hart came here to do his concert, man. I used his appearance on y'all show uh, to help write my piece to promote that show at our at our venue, man. So keep doing a great job with this show, the Hawk and Crowder, and then that show too, man. You guys are doing a phenomenal job. Thank you so much, brother. And um, we had Ja on. Ja's a great young man, bro. So that you know, we cross paths with Grind City at the Pivot. We cross yep. paths with the Ja interview, man. But a guy like you, a respected guy that's been in this your whole life, man. Thank you so much, man. I appreciate it. Hey, anytime. You guys take it easy, man. This, this didn't sound like anything about me here in the last, like, 90 seconds. I'm not exactly on, certain LeBron. what is going on. In fact, I'm turning my back to the show. LeBron, you want to take a shot? Take a shot, LeBron. Hey, LaHawk. LaHawk, take a shot. Here goes your ball. <laughs> I love portraying myself as that guy, but I think I am that guy. <laughs> But there's truth in all jokes, they say. I think I might be that guy. I didn't like when he was complimenting your podcast. (laughs) Um, We got uh, Rob Pizzola is going to join us in the 4 o'clock hour with some Super Bowl prop bets. We'll get headlines coming up, too. We still have a lot to go here on the Hockman and Crowder extravaganza, so do not go anywhere. This is the Hawk and Crowder Show. Give it to me, baby. Hawk and Crowder.
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.